Okay, welcome to this week's episode of Marketing Against the Grain. I am your co-host, Kip Bodner. I am always here, joined with the Irishman, <laughs> the magician of marketing, <laughs> Kieran Flanagan. I'm going to change up your wonderful intro every time. I like it. I like it. Coming to us from across <laughs> the pond. And we had a really fun show. Oh, my God. If you could see our exchanges about this show, you'd be like, these two people need to get a life. (laughs) Don't they have things that they actually need to go and do? But we are coming to you with a special episode today. A special episode we are entitling Half-Baked Marketing Ideas. We got a ton of submissions on the Twitters and the LinkedIns around companies who want us to give them a quick half-baked marketing idea that they could maybe use to transform their marketing strategy. We've taken a big subset of them. We've put our brain power against them. We have not told each other what what our ideas are. So we're going to bring them live in person. And if they're bad ideas, the other person is going to shoot them down. If they're good ideas, the other person's going to add on to it. And it's going to be amazing. I promise. But Kier, before we get into half-baked marketing ideas, how's the week going? What else do you want to chat about? Oh, we have to kick off with the weird health things we are trying. So everybody listening, we're totally in health hacking mode. Yeah, we're health hacking mode. Kip and I like cold. We're doing like different cold therapies. Lots of awesome benefits to cold therapy out there if you're listening. So my week has gone six, seven minute daily cold showers. Nice. I do think I might have got a little bit of frostbite on my <laughs> <laughs> On your feet or what? Like my legs. Like I think I was really turned into it or some way. And I was like, I'd put, I'd put a hot water ball on them for like two hours. It's not going to be funny when you have to do this podcast from the hospital. Hey, did you lose your leg here? And yeah, what happened? Well, I was doing cold showers. I was really into cold therapy. <laughs> I got too into it. So I'm doing that. I got an infrared sauna. Got some plants hanging outside the, the door of the infrared sauna. Go in there. You sauna yourself. You listen to a podcast. And not everybody might ha- not have room for an infrared sauna, but you can go do a quick infrared sauna at a right. bunch of different facilities pretty cheap these days. And there's a bunch of really good health benefits. The The alternation of hot and cold therapy. I'm not there on the infrared sauna yet. I got some catching up to do with Kieran, but we're doing all kinds of weird life hacking again I'm obsessed with my eight sleep. It has me sleeping way better. Mm. I would just get so hot when I slept in the middle of the night and it would wake me up. And now I just, I'm sleeping like I was three years old again. I need to get that. I lay down, I fall asleep and I wake up in the morning when it's time to wake up. It's pretty awesome. I'll leave the audience with one more health thing. Please. The other thing I enjoy doing as part of that is like holding your breath, like how long you can hold your breath for. Apparently it revitalizes things within your brain, like rebuilds brain tissue or something. Don't hold me to that. I'm not a doctor. I think I read something on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran just wants to be the David Blaine of marketing. That's it. This is how he's differentiating himself as a marketer. Do you get a marketing? I don't know. But he's the guy that holds his breath a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure if he knows how to do marketing, but did you know he could hold his breath for five minutes? I should do that the next time I present. Look. I, I just want you to open a meeting with just like, so uh, for my introduction, I'm going to hold my breath for five minutes, and then we'll get started. All right, so my fun fact was about breath holding. David Blaine can hold his breath for 17 minutes. He could get through your average investor VC pitch and not say a word and just hold his breath for 17 minutes. So that was my fun fact about breath holding. Uh, But I enjoy it. I'm going to try to get up to uh, three, three and a half minutes. I'm up to two and a half minutes. One of the things before we get to half-baked marketing ideas that I feel like we have to just acknowledge is 
Big day in the future of marketing, big day in the future of NFTs, Solana coming to OpenSea, Mm. just got announced when we're recording this, it's going to be happening in April, but we're seeing, Kieran and everybody listening, what I think is a really important thing, that we're going to live in a multi-chain world where lots of different blockchains are going to be able to come together in shared front-end experiences. OpenSea supporting both Ethereum and Solana is an amazing way to do that. I'm selfishly, I was really early in Soul NFTs. <laughs> no, that's why you like it. But no, but I w- was because I thought this yeah. was what was going to happen. This was the future we were going to live in. It's awesome for the environment as Soul's proof of stake and getting more Soul NFTs would be much better there. It's just better for creators and getting better content and art. What do you think if you're the average marketer, non-web three kind of geek out there? Why does this matter? Uh, I think living in the multi-chain universe matters because there's just different ecosystems that you will need to learn as a marketer. There's going to be different places that your marketing will need to be migrated to. Some of these chains do have their own like tribes it's very much like us and them i don't think they're all all like that mm-hmm. the other thing i want to quick call out so people know they should continue to listen to this podcast but one of the episodes we talked about the Steppen app where i told the listeners hey there's this really good use case where the Steppen app is going to use incentives to displace things like yes. strava or map my run because it incentivizes users to move if you had listened to us and got in on that. Their coin went from $0.10 cents to $3.60. Their NFTs tripled in price uh, since that episode. And so, wow, there's just a lot of like interesting things happening in that Web3 space. So this all comes back to making the impossible possible. There are companies out mm. there right now today working on that. And if you are a business and you are a marketer and you're thinking about growing, you're going to have to think about how do I make something that our community, our customer base thinks is just fundamentally not possible today. Did you ever think you would get paid to exercise? Like we have a friend who's making thousands of dollars mm. a month walking because he's walking and exercising because he's holding these NFTs and everything. And I'm not saying this is a sustainable model or anything <laughs> like that. I'm just saying that it's it's a hat tip to where I think the future is going to go. Yeah. And the ability to put these systems together and change incentives completely. Yeah. And one quick thing I wanted to reference before we get into half-big ideas. It's a Kip Bodner tweet, and it's related to this, and I would love to get your context uh, on it. Have I really made it? Have I made it success where my tweets yeah, are getting yeah. called out on this program? This is great. Yeah. Now you, you're actually a creator. <laughs> I love being that. So you had a really good tweet, but the Web2 startup order operations ideas, the product to customers, to community, the Web3 startup order of operations idea, community to customers, the product. There's a thing that I really want to pull apart in this that our listeners really need to know. And I really wanted to get your perspective on it, which is Please. the thing that you are really getting at here is you have to build a different type of community. Because traditionally, the community has been built around your product. Yes. This would say that you have to build a community that has value long before people start using your product. Can you maybe just make sure our listeners understand what you mean by that? Yeah, so when when Kieran and I are in our day jobs, we're doing marketing and we're talking community with with the team. We talk about two types of community. We talk about community of product, which is I think how people thought about community in the last era of the internet, the web2 version of the internet where you used a community to deflect support tickets, you had a community where people asked and answered different product related questions or really how to kind of questions very specifically related to your product. What's happening now is we're moving 
in the next generation of the web, community of practice is going to be more important. So how people actually do their job agnostic of any tools and how people can learn from their peers to build the best strategy, to execute, to pick the best tools, that will be part of it, sure. But it's going to be much broader than that. The education, the practice around that is going to be necessary for you to have a thriving community going forward. And I think that's what we're seeing happen in the early days of the next generation of the web is that those communities of practice are becoming really important. Kieran, do you agree, disagree? What's your take? I think Web3 companies, that's how they are operating. And I think that will propagate into Web2 much, much more. And I think there's a point where they merge because they want to build that community. And because you want to build that community and you want to lead with community first, you need to adopt a lot of the Web3 incentives. And I think that is a point like if we think about where are areas where Web2 can merge with Web3, community is a very obvious one. I think that, that is one of the most obvious ones. So yeah, I'm really happy you explained that to our listeners. You want to do half picked ideas? Let's do this. Half picked ideas. Yes. You want to go first? Yeah, of course I want to go first. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm pulling up my list. I'm actually excited just to know what companies you picked because uh, so you know we had about 20, 30 submissions and we kind of divided them five each. And so I don't even actually know which ones you're going to cover. And yeah, we might only get to two yeah. or three because it's each because it's so fun, but we'll just we'll keep doing this. We'll keep doing it. The first one is stickytasks.com. Mm, yep. So stickytasks.com. They're positioning themselves as an all-in-one tool for employee productivity. You can try it for free, and they're doing project management, productivity tracking, payroll, and they integrate with a lot of awesome tools. But it's kind of boring. Like the positioning is kind of boring right now. That's no offense to anybody. Like employee productivity on the surface can be kind of boring. Do you want to hear my idea? Okay. First of all, uh, you're really good at this stuff. How can they make it less boring? Because I agree what you just read out to me is boring. Well, I'm, my idea is my first attempt at uh, that. So let, let, me, let, me, let me see. Let me see. Okay. All right. You ready, ready for this? Yeah. I think they should do the most productive team in the world contest. <laughs> Launch an amazing race-style competition where you put these teams from around the world, you give them different tasks every, every week, and you make it a weekly online reality show with some crazy reward, and you have this really fun entry process where you have oh. thousands and thousands of companies apply because the prize is so good, and these teams get involved because it's so good, and that is going to be a game changer. They get a ton of leads from the entries. Sales team goes bananas. It'll be awesome. Get a lot of free signups. And then they'll get this ongoing play of awareness because they're going to do this amazing, you know, 10-week reality-style online show with this really big payoff. Come on. I love that. It's a pretty good half-baked idea. I love it because it, uh, it ties into a couple things, right? It shows the core utility of their product. It makes it less boring. Yes. People love reality TV. It makes the value prop interesting. Man, if we can get them to do it so they're all in little boxes and can't see each other, just like love is blind. <laughs> Productivity is blind. Productivity is blind. <laughs> you can- <laughs> You've taken my half-baked idea and taken it too far, Karen. You've taken it too far. I love it. I love it. I think that's doable. I think that's doable. You can- they can do a version of that. Here, here's something really quick. If I'm in that company, coming back to the born thing, because just in general for listeners who have a product in a kind of market that is hard to describe in a exciting way, when you're trying to position your product, what do you think marketers should do? Like there's a, the multitude of productivity companies. There's a multitude of these different companies. Yeah. You were kind of saying, oh, like when I read that out, it's not that interesting. How do I position my product in an interesting way? You think it's doing campaigns that are interesting? Well, I think that's a start. But if you're asking me a pure positioning exercise, yeah. which is it's a good question for everybody listening, this is what I would advise everybody to do. 
take your positioning and all of the competitors in your market, look at their positioning. And it's probably this big glob of sameness, right? Mm. You're all probably saying some flavor of the same thing. And the way you want to start is you want to first start saying, what if we said the exact opposite of that? (laughs) Because you might not want to say the exact opposite of that, but you have to completely reframe your brain to not increment off of this same thing. Like you don't want to be like 5% different. You want to be 10,000 times different than the competition, right? And so you start by saying that exact opposite thing. And and you're not saying it to the world. You're just writing it down, having that exercise. And then you say, oh, what are the kernels of truth within that opposite that we could actually like lean into and do do something there? And, oh, actually, this is not true, but maybe if we kind of change it a little bit, it is. And then you are tons of standard deviations away from everybody else in a way that's actually really valuable. Yeah. That would be my advice to everybody listening. That's great advice. That was my first half-baked idea. Kieran, what's your first half-baked marketing idea? Let's do this. I did Worker, W-U-R-K-R. They are a virtual workspace. So pretty cool. Like if you're a remote team, you can go use their app. You can see everyone in your virtual workspace. They have little seats so you can go up to them and do video chat, audio chat, messaging. So I did some real marketing here, Kip. I went to G2 and I looked at why people like their product. Okay, okay. Oh, look at you market researching yeah. over there. <laughs> I know. Oh, you, you're really fully baking these ideas more than half-baking them. I went a bit crazy. So if a company solves this, because the future is remote, they are going to be multiple billion-dollar company. <laughs> and I'll give you the word. It is spontaneity. Did I say that word correctly? But it's spontaneity. I was going to give you the word, and I was like, can I pronounce this correctly? Because I'm really bad at pronouncing words. It's less compelling when you have one word and you don't know how to say it. Yeah, yeah. So it's spontaneity. What do I mean by that? What do most people miss about going from like the offline world to the online world in terms of remote work? Everything's on scheduled time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to like meet on Zoom. We have to put that into our calendar. So what they like about Worker is, oh, I can go in and I can see everyone in that room and then I can click on them and I can interact with them and that's cool. Go go for it now. Okay, let me give you my big idea. It is office hours gone big. Let me tell you what the goal of this campaign is. So we want to create a campaign around spontaneity. How do you interact with humans in a spontaneous way? Quick note to worker, if you're listening, this would work much better if you have a free plan versus a free trial. So if you want to do a version of this, you potentially want to extend your free trial campaign so it's much, much longer. So what we're going to do, Kip, is we're going to launch a marketing campaign where the winning companies and teams will have a special guest join them in their virtual office, but they will not know that guest is going to join. It's kind of like Mask Singer, but for... It's Mask Singer! It's my office parties! It's, you've totally <laughs> missed the plan, man! It's Mask Singer for office parties! It's, this is amazing! Yeah, masked Office Singer! <laughs> no, no, masked <laughs> office, masked <laughs> office Guru. All right, so it's Masked <laughs> Office Guru. And so they come in, they sign up for this campaign, they're like, hey, you're going to get someone in your office, your virtual office, and they are going to be a guru of sorts, an influencer in the space that you are in. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to arrive in one day, there's going to be this person there, they're going to have a virtual desk and you can start to do AMAs and chat with them and it's going to be like this cool influencer that you can actually spend the whole day in your office, your team can interact with, ask them questions. We're going to pair that person up with an audio assistant and so that audio assistant is going to record all of those questions, all of those answers. Oh, I like this wrinkle. This is good. And cut it all up yes. and then give it to Worker to show the content of what? Spontaneity. Well, no, no. I, I thought you were going with something else there. I thought you were going to take some of those prompts 
those recorded clips and like program them into the office so that people can keep using them. Like you would have like an echo or something set up that you could just automatically cue the, the recorded sound bites of like, you know, nailed it, Charlie. <laughs> Great job, Joan. <laughs> and it's like this influencer just like coming from everywhere. The influencer, I like that. I like that. That's cool. So that is the masked office guru Okay. for worker. Get on it. Okay, masked office guru. I kind of like our half-fake marketing ideas. I would do most of these. I think they're good ideas. You know, I think they're pretty good. Okay, so that was a, that was a fun one. I'm really I'm really excited about my next idea, Karen. I, I got to tell you. So it's a company called Wisp, Wisp.so. And Karen, I, I just made this decision on the fly to do this in this format. And you can see if you agree with me. I've told you the company. I've told you the company URL people listening. This would be a great time to pause if you wanted to come up with your own half-baked marketing mm. idea before we continue. That's cool. So if you want to come up with your own idea before you hear mine and Kieran's feedback on it, pause now, do that, and then come back to the show. All right, you're back now. Great. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to our friends at Wisp. Wisp does website notifications. So if you've ever been on a website and you subscribe to website notifications so that you can get an alert on your web browser to know if a new article or anything's happened on that website, Wisp is one of the providers that do that. Pretty cool. They provide those notifications. You want to hear my half-baked idea for Wisp? Let's go. All right. Here's my idea. I think they should have their own notifications for their own website be content and basically make different jokes and stories out of their own notifications so that people want to subscribe and make the notifications like a viral form Mm -hmm. of of content. So let people share those notifications, whether it be screenshot or actually like map each notification to a web page and make it like very, very entertaining. Make it, make it like funny jokes, make it some type of narrative story that takes the course of a couple of days. I think that would actually work. Everybody in this space is just like, yeah, cool. Notifications are important. You're going to increase your conversion rate. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Well, that's fine, but like do something interesting. How are you going to be different? And I think they should turn notifications into content. Good half-baked idea, Kieran, or bad half-baked idea? I think it's a good half-baked idea because it differentiates how you are showing the utility of your product. I have always thought actually having a comedic writer Mm -hmm. as part of your marketing team, even as a contractor, is a good thing to do. And I think that would be a really good use of that, right? Like a comedic writer writing notifications that get screenshotted and sent to people. Well, I mean, can you imagine if they just did that for like a couple months and it was just all of a sudden their notifications became some of the best content on the web? Yeah. And people are like, holy shit, this is amazing. What does this company do? Yeah. Oh, oh, they do this notification thing, which is how I'm getting this content. Oh, I actually want that. That would make my website better. Yeah, I'm happy to pay them 150 bucks a month or whatever it costs. It also gets people visiting their website to try to see what their notification is going to be. It's a great combination of visiting your website, word of mouth. I love everything about it. So I'm biased. It's my idea. Of course, I love it. What's, what's your next idea, Karen? My second half-baked idea is a company called Toggle Hire. I did three different versions of this one idea for this company. <laughs> <laughs> he was really into this one, guys. Really into this one. All right, Toggle Hire. What do they do? Actually, a really cool company. It's really what it is, is like if you're a front-end engineer, they can quickly put a job live and then you can have a skill set test as part of that application process. Very cool. You can select your open roles from a bunch of templates and then they create skill tests in seconds to be able to figure out if you are qualified to apply for that role. And you can kind of take these tests and then get your grade and share it with other people. They put that credential on the resume. And when they actually apply for jobs... That recruiter 
will go, wow, like, what is this credential? Where is it from? They get pulled into the app. And so half-baked ideas. Okay, here we go. Two versions, Kip. I have a Web 2 version and a Web 3 version. Get me up. I want to hear these. All right. So choose the roles that are most pivotal to the companies. Let's say engineers and digital marketing. Then you get the best known people who have an audience in those categories to create the ultimate test, the ultimate front-end engineering test, the ultimate SEO test, the ultimate content marketer test. You release those to the public. You create a leaderboard. The people with the best grades get some kind of unique mentorship. So if you actually reach the grade, which is really hard to get, you get mentorship from the person who set that test. And then you get some perks to go to an exclusive event where they will speak and you get Q&A AMAs exclusively with those people who set those tests. Key here is you have to make it hard to get that to get that grade to pass that test. That is my web two version. You might see where I'm gonna go with a web three version. I have an idea for your web three version. You hit me with the web three version. Okay. This is the I was excited about this web three version. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Think about this. Each role, front-end developer, search consultant, paid advertising consultant, they actually have a bunch of attributes, right? So what else is attributes? Oh, an NFT. So you create an NFT mm-hmm. for each role type. The people who pass the tests can then claim the NFT. They only have to pay the gas fees. If you go to Solana, gas is low, right? Mm-hmm. The NFTs yep. get you private access to a newsletter. And that newsletter promotes the best jobs for the companies in that role that you just got that grade on. So Toggle have a newsletter that actually matches you with the best roles. Who will want access to that? Recruiters. Uh, I thought about the opposite of this is where... A company wants to hire these people. They've just passed a really hard test. They've claimed their NFTs. How does a company buy that NFT to get access to the actual candidates? Oh, I like that. That's way better, actually. Yeah. Your first version of the NFT can't be transferable, which is kind of tricky. Yeah. You know, I, that's why this is a half-baked, not fully-baked idea. Yeah. I like yeah. your. I like the buying access to the, lists. to the person. Maybe if you hold the NFT, they can pass the wallet address. And the those companies could message or airdrop into that wallet. Airdrops uh, different in, different incentives. That could be interesting. Okay, they, yeah, that I I love that airdrop an incentive to actually talk to that company about a role they have. Boom. Yeah, yeah. We've just made LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn Web three. What? No, no, not at all. Actually, but that's okay. Okay, so toggle. That was a, that was a fun one. I'm really I'm really excited about my next idea, Karen. I, I got to tell you. It looks like, Kieran, with our runtime, we probably have time to probably do one more, one more, one more. And so I'm going to go to Stampede. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like companies called Stampede.ai, and they are helping hospitality companies. So restaurants, hotels, etc. They're doing kind of full stack They've got analytics, they got some marketing tools, payments, they help you manage your guest Wi-Fi, you know, the important things, hashtag Wi-Fi. <laughs> and so they're, they're also serving a market that's really hit during the pandemic, really important cause. I bet Stampede itself probably had some challenges as, over the course of the pandemic, so they're coming out the other side of it. hope they're coming out well to, to everybody who's there. All right. Are you ready for my idea? This is going to be a good one because these guys hit me up on LinkedIn for us to cover them. <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> okay. I've got a pretty great idea for stampede.ai. It's a Web3 idea, Kieran. So I'm going to need your feedback. It's a little out there. I love that. This, uh, I think this is the craziest of my of my Web3 ideas. So stampede.ai, all about hospitality. They have this customer base of hospitality folks. The interesting thing about hospitality companies is they're, especially in different geographical markets, not that competitive. So I think they should put together a 
in consumer rewards, mm. like loyalty kind of situation where they get all these benefits from their customers and maybe give them a software discount in exchange for some of these benefits and roll that up into, I think the web two version would be some type of free card that you could go and get all these extra benefits and market. And they're actually getting distribution and promoting their customers. And that will be huge for their market. The web three version is they partner with the pool suite or one of these membership-based NFT projects where you get exclusive access to all these benefits if you hold these NFTs. And they do like co-branded, they do event partnerships, they do everything to make that happen. But I think the magic for them is how do they work with their existing customer base to put some really cool benefits together and merchandise them either through some type of Web 2 program or Web 3 program. Agree, disagree, Kieran? Where, where, do, where do you stand? Let me make sure I understand it. So are they going to work with other companies to put together a suite of benefits? Yeah, so let's break it down. Let's say that they have a few hotels in this in Miami, right. and a few restaurants in Miami, and then a few hotels and restaurants in Atlanta, D.C., uh, you know, whatever. They get those hotels to offer free Wi-Fi. They get the restaurants to offer, like, reservation preference. Well, I don't know. Come up with some benefits that you need to enroll in this program to do. And so on the Web 2 version, is it's basically be like a modern-day version of mm. AAA for free, where you get all these discounts and benefits for free, and then they could basically do a newsletter to all those people about all their awesome customers and drive people to their customers, and then you start wanting to use their marketing platform, Wi-Fi platform, everything, because they have distribution for you. They're actually how you start getting customers, and they build this awesome audience through this value proposition of benefits and distribution of those benefits through like a membership and a newsletter and everything there. Right. I think what you're uh, angling at is when you have distribution leverage, you can trade that leverage yes. off against a multitude of things. And so they've built a ton of distribution leverage for the companies that would use their platform. And they're able to not only help them with all the things their platform can help them with, but they're actually able to help them get net new customers. But because they're going to join Stampede and, and give away those benefits, Stampede can then leverage that in turn to get new customers for their platform, right? That is 100% correct. Uh, I love that. Could you just explain the the NFT part of that? Because I think some people might struggle with that part. Yeah, there's an NFT version. There's a project called Pool Suite, for example. And so if you own the Pool Suite NFT, you have access. It's like a virtual club. You have all these benefits. And they could partner with Pool Suite and say, hey, if you're a Pool Suite holder, we have these exclusive benefits at all of these awesome hospitality locations that you need to use this NFT for. And they could share some royalties with pool suite pool suite could exchange do a bunch of marketing for them and help them get in with a really hot crowd of folks that all of the hospitality folks are interested in. plus all the hospitality folks are watching this space and watching what pool suite and these folks are doing because they're trying to figure out how to evolve their business model so another good way to get in front of their customers love that awesome okay stampede.ie great idea for you guys i know you were asking for something a little bit different uh, i think that's going to help hope that helps stampede folks I had one last little comment. I don't know if you had anything, but I just love this quote. We had Jake, our researcher, who's awesome, pull a doc together from Side by Side West, a lot of Web3 things in Side by Side West. I'm not going to get into much other than I really like the quote from one of the attendees on the Vice article, which is really a negative article about Web3. You can go read that. You, yeah. you don't need to agree or disagree. But one of the attendees was like, I wish I was supposed to know what any of this is supposed to mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is the most earnest, honest thing anybody's ever said to like a reporter. Uh, it's like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love it. That's probably the best summation of the state of Web3 right now. Yeah. You know, where it's like there's so much stuff happening. You have to be so dialed in to even understand a small part of it because it's so complex. And it will simplify over time, but it's in this early infancy stage that makes it really hard. And one of the things we want to do for everybody listening on this show is to take those parts, bring them here to the show, have really in-depth conversations about them, make them understandable, make them digestible so that you can then, one, know what the hell's going on. And two, then think about the actual practical application of them. Exactly. Which is why we've kind of covered the things we're covering, because we want to try to show you some utility and a particular utility for how you grow a business. Okay, we're going to be back with more Half-Baked Ideas in the future. We love doing this. Until then, please, please, please subscribe, follow us wherever you get our podcast. It helps to build a community around this podcast and that is really what we want we want a community of like-minded people that we can interact with that we can bring on the show that we can see how we can be better for you so please 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 follow subscribe and we will see you next time Bye.